Neil, we are recording. Thank you, Zerk. Welcome to the Fab Academy. Uh, we're going to review output devices. Today's lecture will then be on machine design. Uh, the recitation Monday is one I'm delighted to have. Uh, Amory Lovins is um, one of the gurus of energy efficiency and energy economy, um, closed cycle, and he's done great stuff on the scaling. We've jokingly talked about a class, how to not use almost anything. So that'll be the Monday recitation. Uh, then we'll take a break. So no class next week, no recitation. And then the, at the end of that, we'll be doing rapid fire presentations of the machine building, a minute per machine. And so we'll do a high speed tour through all the labs and all the machine projects after the two week cycle. And so with that, let's start in on the review of output devices. So uh, Sarah was up next, but I, um, I believe she had a conflict and won't be here. Uh, we'll pick up her a week later. So then after that is Suhail from Kochi. I'll leave that up. Shang uh, Kong from Beijing. I'll leave that up. Remember, unmute locally in star six on the bridge. Uh, Sylvia from Toscano. Tell me about your tell me about yourself and about Kiki. Uh, yeah, this is my cat. Actually, I have also two other cats, but I don't have photos of them. Okay. And I'm a 21-year-old student of Siena. I'm studying industrial engineering, and I met uh, FabLab Toscana one year ago when Santa Clara FabLab in Siena just opened. And so last year I hadn't time enough to start because I arrived in March and it was already started. And so this year I thought it would be my turn to do Fab Academy. Great. And then your final project for now? Uh, for my final project I would like to make a smart t-shirt to help deaf people to hear sounds around them. I would like to make some to put some uh, coin vibration motor in the uh, uh, in the in the fabric and to control it with a, a board that I would like to design and this week I started to do something 
like this. And I would like also to put some microphones on a sort of necklace in, a, in the upper part of the shirt to catch sound. And according to sound power and frequency, I would like to send vibrations to the other parts of the shirt. So yeah, th that's a great project. Uh, key to the final project is spiral. So the first thing to do is just to make a module that detects sound, then vibrate, then packages it, then um, attach it. To actually integrate it in the shirt is a significant effort in integration. And so don't start with that. First make the sound module and then worry about making it part of the shirt. Everything you described is a bit too much. Okay. But work work towards it, but first make the sound detector so you can wear it and feel it. Then try to make it smaller and thinner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you'll be able to do that, and that's a good project for the next few weeks. We'll be covering uh, all the things you need for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my early students, who now is the um, chief scientist for um, uh, Samsung in Silicon Valley, uh, early on helped develop the idea of electronic embroidery of sewing with conducting threads, and so worked out um, uh, years ago, how to use uh, conducting threads to actually stitch circuitry that aren't good for high-performance electronics, but are good for simple interconnect, um, to, uh, for electronic embroidery that could be a, a fun direction to look at. Um, and uh, Maggie Orth spun off from that a company to make um, uh, electronic clothing. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to what you did this week. Let's see, you have two links for output devices. Yeah, yeah no, I have to, to fix my menu bar. Which one should I take? It's the first, first one, first one. Okay. Uh, so, uh, this week I would have liked to work with vibration motors to start making steps forward my final project. And I didn't start from uh, an already made board that you listed in the schedule, but I found a minimal circuit for Arduino on the internet. And I chose this path because I would have liked to know uh, which components I did really need for minimal circuits and their function. And so I, I saw I needed a, a diode, um, capacitor and um, a BJT that I uh, replaced with a MOSFET, uh, but I, at first I didn't know how to properly replace a BJT with a MOSFET and then didn't add a pull-up pull resistor and this just came out uh, in the debugging part and so I designed a board uh, that I would have, I put some pads in it because 
I would have liked to sue it to, to start making some sueable design for the board. Okay, pause for a minute. So again, uh, bipolar transistors still have a role, but it's generally in very high power electronics. For almost anything we'll do, it's universally done with MOSFETs. And to understand, um, there's a couple reasons to use MOSFETs over bipolar transistors. Um, for low power electronics, it's because you always need current going through a bipolar transistor, whereas MOSFETs really work on voltage, not current on the gate. But on the other side, the issue is in a bipolar transistor, there's a drop through it. And so you're always dissipating power and they get hot. The MOSFETs, instead of varying current, vary resistance. And the resistance when they're on can be very low. And so what it means is a tiny part can switch a lot of current without getting hot. And so that's why for almost anything you want to do, we'll be using MOSFETs. Reading about things using bipolar is historical. It doesn't make sense to do. And so I'll come back and talk about that a little bit today, but the two standard transistors in the inventory let you switch amps or tens of amps with simple logic control without ha having much heat dissipation. Yeah, in fact, uh, at first I, w I just decided to replace the BJC with a MOSFET, but I hadn't so much knowledge about MOSFETs, and so I didn't know which was the difference between N MOSFETs and P MOSFETs, and so uh, I just, I can say randomly chose P MOSFETs, but then my instructor said that it was a bit complicated to work with them, and the, the bugging part, I, I replaced it with an N MOSFET and everything worked. Yeah, so let me just repeat that. Um, uh, in a um, N MOSFET, um, current goes into it and down to ground. In a P MOSFET, current comes out of it from the high side of the supply. So the P MOSFET is a source of current, and the N MOSFET is a sink of current. And it has to do with the kinds of carriers they have inside, whether they have positive or negative carriers. And so one can sink current and one can source current. Um, that's why they're different. Now, the, um, there's a voltage you need to turn them on. And so if this is zero volts, for a logic level N MOSFET, this is five volts. If this is the supply voltage, to turn off a PMOSFET, you need V minus that. But the issue is V might be 9 or 12 or 42. And so switching a PMOSFET, you need a high side driver that can make the high voltage. It's much easier to switch an NMOSFET. You can just do that with logic from your processor. And it's really this simple. You just simply turn it on and off with logic and it switches the current on and off. Um, I mentioned two nice things to do that are optional. 
Um, actually, one really isn't optional, the other one is. So one is, if this is your um, NMOS set, and then here's your motor going up to the power supply, um, you want to put, say, a 10K resistor here. And the reason is, initially, the processor pin is an input, meaning it's not putting out a voltage. And so when you first turn on the circuit until you program it, nothing is telling the transistor what to do. And so it can float and it can short your motor. And so this is a pull-down resistor that says, unless you're putting out a logic level, um, the, the, the transistor is turned off. But when you turn it on, this just takes a tiny amount of current, and that's fine. And the one other one is, with what I just drew, the transitions are very sharp. Um, sometimes what you'll see is a little resistor here, like say 100 ohms. And what that does is it rounds the transitions so they're less sharp, which means there's less radio interference or electrical noise, and you don't um, have quite as big current surges. Um, that one's less critical. This other one is more important. Um, if you leave off this gate resistor, the danger is until you program your processor, the transistor could turn on since nothing's controlling it, and it'll just short the motor. And then what happens depends on your power supply. Yeah, in fact, I had this problem when I just connected my board to to my computer and the motor just started running without saying nothing to him. And right. then I realized right. I had to put a pull-down resistor. Yeah, because again, uh, without, until you program it, the charge on here is random. It, 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 it literally depends on like the day's weather or what kind of carpet you're walking on would vary the charge when it's floating like that. Um, Okay, so that's MOSFETs. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to add some nice parts to my board and uh, I didn't know how to, to draw them on Eagle and actually I didn't want to do it because I knew there was already some, some done uh, somewhere else. And so I downloaded Lilypad uh, library because I realized that the false library on Eagle is just for mounting false and not for conductive false. And so I just downloaded from GitHub the library of Lilypad and yeah, I used one of the types of pads I can find. And yeah, that's my board. Okay. Yeah, if you look at the circuit, you see that I made a mistake. I didn't uh, connect the reset pin to the ISP at AVR ISP, and I realized just later when trying to program the board. Yeah, now, yeah, let me jump to You're going to be trying to put kind the fabric. There's a few ways to handle that for my um, 
in most of the boards we're making, we put the ISP header on the board. Um, one thing you can do is you can put the pads on the board, but not a connector. And you just simply, physically, you hold the connector against it. You push it on it when you need to program it. Um, but you can go beyond that. Um, you can you can leave off the ISP by clipping on the processor. Or this was a project um, one of the instructors did in how to make, which is he made a little, you can buy these spring-loaded pogo pins, they're called, and he made a little header you push on your board. And that's more difficult. You need to carefully hold it and align it and push it. So that's less convenient, but if you want to make a low-profile board um, to go into clothing, that'll let you leave off completely the ISP. And you, you do the ISP by just uh, pushing the programmer on your part. Yeah, it's nice, but it looks quite hard to do. But yeah, again, in the spirals, as you progress, you can use that to make the package of what, what the person wears smaller. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Th these are some visitors from Nike who are going to be sitting in, uh, who we're working with. Uh, this is the Fab Academy. Hey everybody. Yeah. Good morning. Um, uh, er uh, let's see. Um, Eric came, worked on sustainability in the White House and the Obama administration, and then is leading Nike sustainability efforts. And these are some of Nike's design gurus. Um, and uh, very interested in sustainable local production. What does it mean not to manufacture at a distance, but to sustainably manufacture wherever you are around the world? And um, this is a few hundred site uh, video conference that shows the most active participation. Um, yeah, so picking up uh, on milling and laser cutting, um, I, I want to make sure everybody can do PCB milling because there's no chemical waste, the machine is a few K, and there's a little bit of dust. But if you have the fiber laser, it's great. The fiber laser is tens of K, uh, but it's a lovely way to mill your board. Did did you do it with the fiber laser? Yeah, I used it, but uh, actually, uh, the previous weeks I milled all the PCB I did, so this week I wanted to try laser casting. Yeah, I wanted to try something new, also because I was uh, having problems with the Roland SRM20 because uh, I had three files to send, and at first I had some problems with fixing the attaching the, the PCB well to the plate, and yeah, I said, okay, that's change. I want to try something new. I don't want to get angry with the Roland. But sorry, what what was your problem uh, fixing it? Um, was it attachment to the underlay? Yeah, I just uh, didn't uh, fix well the PCB to the place and it moved while I was milling. Yeah, so um, the, the sacrificial underlays have a, a short 
lifetime. That's usually just a sign you need to take off the underlay, clean the bed, and reattach it. Um, if, if it's not attaching well, that's usually a sign your underlay needs to be replaced. Now, to be clear for everybody else, um, to laser mill the board, oh, <laughs> um, to laser mill the board, you need a fiber laser. Um, you can't do this with a CO2 laser. If you try this with a CO2 laser, um, nothing will happen other than reflecting the CO2 power back in the tube, which isn't a great thing to do. Um, but the CO2 is at 10 microns. The fiber laser is 1 micron, and it does a beautiful job of removing the copper. Yeah, it needed four passes to be engraved with uh, 8 watt power and 0 0.6 speed. And I had problems in cutting the holes around the board, as you can see, because uh, the, the first holes that I had to cut were uh, precisely on the board of the copper, and so the, the laser found it difficult to pass through all the, the PCB, and so I then just uh, edit my illustrator file, moving the circles a little bit into the, the, the part, so that uh, I didn't have to pass also copper when trying to cut it. Yeah, absolutely, right? The CO2 can't see through the copper, but it can through the underlay, that's right. Um, good. So then, let's see, that's great. Then did you get it, um, so you're stuffing. And once again, um, given that you're going to try to stitch this into clothing, you don't have to have the header sticking up. When you're programming it, you can just physically push the header onto it for programming it, but leave it off just to keep it lower profile. But So let's go ahead. So you added the motor, added the transistor. Oh, let's see. Yeah, for the audio to jump ahead, um, uh, it looks like you are, you're trying to use an electret, which uh, doesn't make um sense anymore. When we, uh, in a couple weeks, we'll do input devices. Uh, this is a MEMS analog microphone that has the gain stage built into it. Um, and so uh, this oh, is... Uh, it's not yeah. a microphone. It's not a microphone. It's the coin motor, vibration motor. Oh, that is... Okay, sorry. It looked to me like an electret. Um, that, oh, I'm, I'm looking at the image wrong. So that, that's a vibration motor. Ah. Yeah, okay. I took it from I took it from a groove vibration model module because I didn't have in my lab. I just ordered them, but they didn't arrive, so I just desoldered it from a module of groove starter kit. Okay. But the wires were really really weak, and so I, they were also a lot fragile, and I just broke them. I okay. tried to okay. them them, but it was so hard because the component was so tiny and probably I broke something inside when I told you did something just uh, fused, I don't know. And so I just changed my, my output device. I used another VC motor, but it worked then. 
Okay. I, I, yes. I know this. Oh, sorry. Yep. Um, let's see. Yeah, the, these are what I recommend for that. You, these are, you know, th this is what, th there's zillions of these. These are what go into cell phones for their vibration. So um, it's very easy to source these, and these are very easy to work with. Yeah, I I use uh, the one you see, you saw because I I would have liked a shape like that in my standard project because I think they are more I don't know suitable for fabrics and shirts maybe I don't know. okay okay yeah the other the other yeah, advantage yeah. of using a motor vibration motor like that is that um, those vibration motors are completely enclosed so you can just put mm. them in clothing while the motor that you're suggesting um, actually has an open area that you had have to shield from clothing to not sure. block okay. it. Good. Okay. Then how did you do on getting the bootloader into the Tiny 44? Yeah, I found a really nice tutorial on the internet that uh, told me how to add the IT Tiny 44 to the board supplied for, for Arduino. And then, yeah, I simply follow the, the tutorial. Um, yeah, at first I had some problems because, as I said, I didn't uh, connect the reset pin, but then everything worked. And I was confused about uh, the pinout of a Titanic 44 for Arduino because uh, I, look, I checked in the image you see, and actually PA5 corresponded to a pin 5 of Arduino, but when I was uh, writing my code and just compiling it, I thought I was making a mistake because it was, the mistake was just because I, my board wasn't, wasn't okay. She was missing a resistor, and so the problem was that. But I, I also tried to set pin 8 uh, the right pin, and actually, I was wrong. This picture has to be interpreted that, that uh, the brown parts and names you see are the pin of the tiny 44 for Arduino. Yeah, this is a yeah, common mistake. It's very frustrating. The um, processor pins get remapped in the Arduino library, and you just have to look at the Arduino library. You know, it's you know, I've repeated many times how much I like writing lower-level C code directly on processors this simple, so you don't have to go through that indirection. That's a common mistake. And also, from the example code I found, I had to change digital writes into analog writes, because digital writes just set one or zero to a pin, whereas for DC motors, analog write is the it's okay function. Okay, but in the so end, you got it working. Yeah, in, in the end, it worked. And now, before just before the citation started, I wrote the C code because I okay. preferred writing in C, and it worked as well. I just took the blink LID from two weeks ago and I did it with the right pin and it worked as well. So first, uh, this is a great comment to say really challenging and entertaining me a lot. 
as opposed to really challenge, challenging and made me miserable. <laughs> I like that yeah, comment. Yeah, it's also fun. Um, and then again, your last comment is really important. Just to keep repeating, Arduino is C. Arduino is C code, but with an ID and IDE and libraries. And once you learn that, you can also use other libraries. Yeah, but still, I, since I am already a beginner, I want to see exactly what I'm doing. From I think C code is better to see what you are exactly doing. That's great. Okay, that's really good. It looks like you're well queued up then. That, that was a bunch of learning steps to be ready to make the wearable death sensing sound shirt. I hope to show you soon. Okay. Good, thank you. Bye. Okay. Um, by the way, as we go, speak up if I've missed you in past cycles. There's a couple pending people. Uh, so, Michelle from Wilma. Remember star six on the bridge. I'll go on, but Michelle and Wilma. Uh, unmute locally, star six on the bridge. Uh, Tanvir from Kochi. Uh, hello, Neil. Yes. Yeah, uh, so there is some internet issue in Kochi lab, so they are offline. Okay. I I'll leave that up again. Speak up when these people do connect. Uh, Still waiting for okay. uh, Mahavir from Vigyanath. Sorry, who, go ahead. Who's speaking? Yeah, this is Thomas from uh, Woma. Actually, Michele is, uh, is one of the remote students from Brussels, so okay. we should be connected now. I don't know where he is. Okay. I'll leave it up, speak up when they connect. Yeah. So we had Mahavir from Vigyan Ashram. Let's see, they're usually on. I'll leave that one up. Uh, Uri from Ciudad. That, that one doesn't look active. Uh, Dalal from Kuwait. Remember, star six on the bridge. Um, Aino from Ulu. Boy, a uh, few people missing. Uh, I'll leave these up, but Ulu, Vigyan Ashram, 
Eno um, is not here at the moment. Okay. Okay. I'm looking. Yeah, no, the, 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 the video bridges are fine. Um, okay. Are you expecting Eno in today? Uh, no, he's traveling. Okay. So just have him speak up in the next class. Let, you know, let, let him know that he came up and have him speak him up in the next class. Okay. Yep. So see, we're still waiting for Kuwait Vigyan Ashram uh, Kochi Woma, but we'll we'll go on. Oh, Deepali also from Vigyan Ashram. Are they offline today? Uh, Roni from Israel. Hi, Neil. Yep. Hello. This is Roni speaking from Israel. Ah, good. Okay. Tell me about yourself. Uh, I'm from the Fablab, uh, Israel. And this summer I finished my uh, interior design studying degree. And I did the internship at the Fab Lab with Ida and Revital. Okay. And during my studying, uh, I had experience with the 3D, um, uh, with digital manufacturing. And my final project was uh, with parametric design. Um, that's what I can tell. Okay, and um, I'm reading about self-manufactured fab lab. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, the the final project idea was that to that the fab lab will create his uh, his own interior uh, for with the machine. Sorry, we just got a drop out from you. Sorry, um, there, was, there was a network drop out. Uh, so that uh, was manufactured. Uh, no, it's not the audio. It's your, you were getting some network drop out. Sorry, Neil. Yeah, uh, we lost the last minute. There was a network drop out. Just, just repeat the, what you said the last minute. Okay. To repeat the the information about my final project. Correct. Okay. Uh, the final project, not for the Fab Academy, the one that I did on my studying. Right. Okay. So my final project was uh, the concept was the Fab Fab Lab that the machine that will be inside the Fab Lab will uh, will create the interior design. So I made a prototype of a wall. It was manufactured uh, from uh, from the machine that I used was 3D printers and uh, laser cutting and also by milling and uh, I can add pictures to the final project but of my studying but I don't have it on my on my website. 
Okay. Did you work with the OHAD on the Extreme Makeover project? No, no. Ida okay. is our instructor right now. Okay. Yeah, but I think other people have seen it. This was this lovely project to take what was sort of a tired kid center and have the kids design and make their own furniture to remake it. Yeah, I, as a I great version of this project. Yeah, as a great version of Fab Labs making, you know, just building the furniture in Fab Labs. It's a beautiful example. Yeah. Good. So go to what you want to do for the class final project. Okay. Um, I want to take the game Rush Hour and okay. to make it interactive, uh, to enlarge the scale of the game. To make it uh, the the board of the game, I want to make it like ninety or ninety centimeters. Okay. Uh, and there are several degree of uh, of uh, challenge that I'm I'm willing to take. The the first one I want to 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 make is that. My would like to to achieve, and actually. Uh, last week we had an idea together uh, with my group members. I tried uh, to to do a little prototype of how can I make it work. It's the idea of uh, of, of a X and Y uh, mechanism. Okay. That will have magnets on it, and it will move to the point that I to the brick I want to move, and then will it will magnet to it and move it to the place it it should be moving. Okay, good. That's that's a reasonable scale and scope. So, what did you do for output devices week? Um, first I started with a uh, with a um, um advanced made board of Arduino. Because I wanted to to realize how it's working, and um, I didn't get to the point of uh, manufacturing by myself the board. It's, I need to complete the assignment. But uh, this is the video of how the the lower picture is the video of the yes <clears throat> of the x axis moving and the y axis moving. Okay, good. Yeah, so from there, okay. um, yeah, you, there, there's lots of examples like Toscana just before on how to use the Arduino toolchain with the board you make with any of the processors we're using as the next step. Okay. Yeah. I For my final project, I will use the Tepo motors. Okay. Not, uh, Actually, the YouTube is playing now the the second uh, assignment we had about the the uh, modeling yeah. the game. Never mind. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, see that was in the design week. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, thank you. That all sounds fine. Thank you very much.
Hello, welcome to the conferencing system. Please enter the con. Please enter the. I'll connect you to your conference now. Hold on one second. I want to explain to the visitors sitting in uh, where you are. Um, Vikyan Ashram is one of the earliest fab labs we set up in a remote location. It's in a tiny village of Pabal in a draw, you know, in a, oh, right, sorry. There's a Firefox, there's a Chrome bug in virtual um, machines. Um, let me redo this in Firefox. So uh, they're in Pabal, which is in a tiny village in western Maharashtra, and eventually you get to Pune, and then from Pune eventually you get to Mumbai. But it's uh, and in this little location, they've been running this wonderful, sustainable community um, uh, that includes a beautiful fab lab. So, um, tell me about yourself, Dipali. Um, uh, I like to tell you uh, that course outcome for me. Uh, yeah. Then uh, <laughs> I wish to tell uh, tell myself after that. So. Um, I get uh, uh, lots of information about uh, um, mainly softwares like electronic softwares and also mechanical softwares. Basically, I am a mechanical engineer, uh, so uh, and I and I also did a uh, diploma in mechanical engineering. Uh, and um, um, I came here uh, with Vigyan Ashram for a, um, one project that is. Um, uh, Oxygen enrichment unit for a, a, a rural area station. So, uh, sorry, say that I, carefully. Um, uh, oxygen enrichment for rural patients. Um, uh, that uh, that oxygen enrichment unit. Um, uh, the client. Um, every project uh, we have a client. So my uh, client uh, client was the National Chemical Laboratory, which is uh, in uh, Pune. Um, uh, they they approached me for this project. Um, basically, this project is uh, this project aim is that um, uh, in rural areas there is lots of um, uh, load shedding problems. So when uh, any snake bite or any accidents happens. That time, oxygen um, level uh, uh, is decreasing in our body. So that level, um, uh, that level maintaining uh, for a body. Um, that's why uh, I, I was working on that project. So um, um, and uh, uh, that time, I get a information about a fab academy, and I like a schedule of that. Um, uh, project work or assignment work, so I joined uh, Fab Academy. Good. So now talk about your Fab Academy project plan. Yes. Uh, actually, uh, I'm I'm working on a um, uh, I'm working on a grey water retreatment project. Actually, uh, this is a green water retreatment means uh, we are um, in a Vigyan Ashram. Uh, that grey water treated by a uh, biofilter 
and um, some construction <coughs> problems happens or smell uh, order uh, of uh, that water and uh, that water will um, uh, use for a flush of toilets so okay. my so uh, uh, the concept uh, i will um, work on uh, two concepts uh, one is um, uh, providing a uh, aero aerator aeration of that um, water and the second one is um, um, providing a artificial light for that and uh, the whole system will work on a um, solar panels and great um, okay good that that's a nice scope and a nice scale um let's go on to what what did you do for output devices yes um i focus on that um, output devices uh, assignment on my project so um, my um, assignment is um, uh, to uh, program a dc motor dc motor program and uh, to run that um, uh, actually uh, you can see the flow flow of uh, flow chart of that program uh, so um, when oxygen level increases that time uh, motor motor will stop and when oxygen level uh, decreases with a standard uh, uh, that is normal uh, uh, normal uh, oxygen level that time um, uh, that time uh, uh, motor will start and um, also solenoid valve um, will um, stop or start okay and this is for my project Yeah. And then once again, like we discussed before with Toscano, you're drawing a bipolar transistor, but you should have the MOSFETs in the inventory for the powers. Okay. Yeah. So um, make sure with your instructor you have all of the parts we covered, but you should be switching the DC motor with a MOSFET to have low dissipation um, high current. And so work with your instructor to make sure you have the inventory I covered for that, okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, Dipali. Thank you. And I think we had somebody else from Vigyan Ashram who came up. Hello, Neil. Yeah, uh, Mahavir. Where is Mahavir? Good evening, uh, Neil. How are we this Okay, so tell me about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm an architect by profession, and uh, I've been flying to as a pilot uh, in the initial years. And then uh, I'm a musician as well, and I keep doing random uh, random stuff. Uh, okay, random so how did you get to Vigyan Ashram? So uh, we... Uh, Actually, uh, in the, my stream of architecture is, is very slow. I mean, in terms, we make buildings and it takes a lot of time to, for the fabrication to happen. And uh, for me as a designer, I feel very uh, irritated when I'm not designing and just doing, redoing sheets and sheets again and again. So okay. I searched along and came across makerspaces in India. Then I visited and met Yogesh uh, Ji. And then after getting to know about the maker movement, I... Uh, started uh, discussing the possibility of uh, opening our own makerspace. So now uh, we're actually in the process Sorry, of where would you open it? Is this in Chandigarh or where would you open it? Uh, we're fabricating right now. We're trying to make an expandable mobile makerspace. 
ah. this would be probably the first uh, mobile tablet which would be an expandable uh, one uh the designs are ready but i didn't quite share it on this page but i've shared another concept of uh, expandable uh fab labs and the very purpose of that is because uh, i studied a few fab labs i visited a few in the us and they are all in a 40 foot container which can't fly the indian roads so doing uh, just compacting all the machines in the center of the container and going to the indian roads into an institution and then expanding it uh, for the people to work from the left and right side which won't take that much of load is something which we were trying to achieve. So oh, that's great. Exactly. Um Yeah, as a reminder, one of the friends of the network is Chuck Hoberman and he makes building size expandable structures. Um it, I think if you look at this it'll be a great inspiration. He makes giant expanding structures the size of whole buildings that change their shape. Um so if if you go through his site you'll see lots of examples of huge um uh things that get bigger and smaller that would be a good model for the uh scalable fablab and uh, in fact uh, this is something i was thinking myself because uh a part of the problem is a lot of schools uh don't actually have exposure to the make or the stem culture so when just introducing such a lab to them and letting them associate with us and become a fab lab for let's say 2 weeks or 3 weeks or a month would help them at least understand what a fab lab is and how it works and whether it is it, it can be incorporated into the curriculum or not so this is a very yeah. quick way of uh, in, you know getting 10 schools per year exposure to a fab lab very quickly letting the administrators yeah. direct how it is how it works so as and then what yeah once again There have been many mobile fab labs, but but as you point out, they're all big, and so I like hadn't occurred to me to make a mobile fab lab that you can crunch down to a dense volume, and then uh, unfold it when you get to the site. That's right. Okay. Um, so then let's go over what you did for output devices. All right. Uh... to understand what i did for my output devices you actually have to open another student's uh, work as well nishtha koshik from vigyanashram so you need to go to vigyanashram and nishtha koshik uh tell me who's page nishtha koshik this below me okay right so uh her assignment a uh, same assignment week for the output week okay should i go through this page yes 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 so uh if you can just jump down to the last image uh Okay. So okay. yes, it's actually about oh, sorry, it's it went somewhere. Uh, it's basically a triad uh, structural thing which you see uh, some in just above these pictures. Sorry, where should I be? Is it not here? 
Yeah, so, so you should go uh, above. Go, go up. One above. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you can you hold it? Just hold it. So yeah, we need to keep going. Tell me what what you did. All right. All right. So uh, if you see from the concept, what what basically we were uh, like both our projects, Nisha and mine, we are supposed to be using a lot of uh, output devices. So uh, we went to the SAT circuit, and it can support four uh, steppers or four inputs and outputs. So we decided let's just integrate the FAB ISP and uh, multiple SAT shells uh, into a modular system which can attach to multiple motor drivers. And then, you know, it's a one single system. So I just have to attach it to the computer and just hit run, hit some buttons, and accordingly all those SAT shells attached would get programmed to do the same uh, pieces. So we developed this uh, concept of such as, I mean, Ingressia's uh, multi-core uh, stacking system by actually right. press fitting the PCBs into a, uh, a triangular uh, structure. Um, so, so, sorry, you're using uh, Danielle's Satcha kit? That's right. that Okay, yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, we, so we started with this uh, system of th uh, three structures aligned uh, like that. And then programming it in such a way, I mean, putting the wires in such a way that they all come out from the base and the top. So it becomes a soldering station in itself, I mean, because it's, it's at an angle uh, when you keep it in the base. Any such, you can rotate it and then you can solder it on. And then uh, after that, those wires which are all internal, instead of keeping the wires externally, we keep the wires internally and take it out so that we know exactly where the VCC grounds are and then tape them up together for those, uh, probably a modular uh, way. So, she did this uh, concept, we developed this further, we fabricated and we press-fitted. And then I took this further by incorporating another, another board design uh, in the base and the top layer of the Satcha, such that uh, when you, let's say when I hit uh, to an Arduino IDE, when I uh, compile, and I press one button of the Satcha, uh, the, one, uh, the one I want to program, so that one gets programmed. If I press the three buttons, then all three of them get programmed simultaneously. Uh, so this way, without changing wires again and again to different boards, we can uh, program, I mean, right from the ID, we can just keep hitting enter, enter, I mean, after changing the codes and just pressing the button of the Satcha we want to program. Okay, and so two notes. Um, are you in touch with Danielle in Comp Linfort? Uh, no. Uh, Danielle, are you on? Um, yeah, uh, uh, if, if not, um, it'd be good for you to be in direct contact with Danielle and Gracia and Comp Linford on the Sasha kit. He's probably looked at that and will be interested. Um, this is great to use as a modular sort of embedded IoT architecture. But again, don't forget for the assignment, I want to see also you designing the processor board. So I want to make sure you know how to design in with the 44, 45 to vary the processor family. And so one way to do that is for you to make one of the boards in the stack with your processor. That's right. That's exactly what we plan to do for our final projects. I mean, Sartre okay. was the first to develop this modular system. So if you can go back to my website, uh, I can show you what, what 
On this, on your site. Uh, week, week, sorry, assignments week eight, a uh, week ten. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, can you go down one one? Yeah. So the first thing I did was to use Nardin to just do a servo just to know whether it works. Second thing I did was uh, I tried to first understand Dynamic Brasier's uh, board, which the multi-core wasn't working out because both the files are not ac actually flat on each other, so the holes will holes touch the traces. So I ended up redoing the second trace because that second trace, second side is completely in a different way. I mean, okay. you can just uh, mirror it. So I ended up doing a lot of uh, tinkering to make the holes align in the spaces of the other side so that they don't interact with traces. And the third part is uh, when I took that module uh, further. And uh, so this was the first try of the double-sided double PCB through a okay. So the holes aligned uh, perfectly. Uh, I'll be sharing the files uh, so that the Sasha is, uh, I mean, anyone wants, wants to do a double-sided CNC doesn't face any other problem. Uh, the third WebM which you saw, um, you can just play that. Yes. Which one? Above, above this, uh, just go above this. This one? Uh, I mean, it's it's above one, I mean, yeah, this one. Okay. This one? So, yeah, so this is the base. These are four uh, switches. All four of them get... Uh, oh. can, you, can you go down? You're playing the wrong video. Sorry, this one? The third one. I mean, after the corrected double-sided Third, the third video. Right, so we've developed a cube now. It's a cuboid shape in the structure. Okay. All linked to a button. And the same base goes on the other side as well to secure the thing. And it, the ground is transferred through a small strip on the side. And so, so, so is the VCC. So uh, just by putting one adapter to the power source, I mean to the VCC on the ground, uh, and the fab ISP linked to the laptop, I mean, the FabIC is nested within this module itself. Um, yeah, that's really nice. This it reminds. This is a project one of my students did to make structural electronics, where it's a whole structural system where where when you connect the structure, you're also connecting power and communication to build mechanisms that are also computational. And so I, I like making the box out of the circuits. Uh, so that, that is for the double-sided PCB. Uh, so in case anyone uses a double-sided Sasha, the other base connects the internal Sashas. Uh, it powers the internal Sasha. So in, turn, in terms, within that same keyboard, we can have eight Sashas, uh, you know, okay. in a way compact uh, things. Got it. So yeah, even more so, uh, it's important to be in touch with Danielle and Camp Linford. He'll be very interested in how, where you're taking his work. All right. So unfortunately, I can't do an output directly because uh, I, I've clubbed it with my input devices week because I was doing this. Uh, Nishta was developing this. I was developing this. So we couldn't concentrate much on the output devices. So we That's fine. There's a week off next program. week, so you'll be able to catch up. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you.
Uh, Alexander in Barcelona. Oh, see, he's not active. We'll go on. Yeah. Neil, can you repeat, please? Um, no, it was Alexander in Barcelona who's not active. Um, the page noted he's not current. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had um, Salman next, Arabi. Hello? Yes. Is this uh, Salman? Uh, uh, no, this no, is uh, from Beijing. You're, you're the first call for Beijing. Oh, okay. So let's go back to Beijing. Let's go. On. So let's see. Uh, this. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, because we have some tech problem, and, and uh, I just use my phone now. Okay. So good. So um, uh, this is Shenkong. Yeah, uh, no, 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 uh, this is not Shenhong. Uh, uh, my name is Dian. Uh, Shenhong is on the train back to the Beijing because uh, last week is a, a big uh, a big holiday for China. For Chinese okay. And okay. he was go, uh, go back to his hometown now. Okay, so just, that's fine. Just um, have uh, the next class we join, have just Shenhong uh -huh. speak up and I'll cover him then, okay? Okay, okay, that was okay. Uh, okay, cause do, do, uh, do I need to do the presentation? Uh, no, uh, we can just wait and cover Sheng Hong when he connects. Uh, okay, okay. Sorry. Okay, so thank you. Okay. Um, so thank you for Beijing. Was there somebody else who was joining? Is Michele from WOMA? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Who is this? Yeah, I'm uh, Michele from the Woma of Paris, and uh, I'm connected from uh, another Fab Lab. I don't know if the connection is uh, good. No, audio and, and video uh, are fine. But yeah, I want to make sure. I, um, I try to. You see me? No? Yeah, so, but I want to make sure, um, who is this? He's uh, from uh, Brussels, and uh, but, from uh, Woma, Paris. But tell me the name. Michele Moscatelli. Okay, got it. So I'm on your page. Audio and video are fine, go ahead. Yeah. So He's, tell uh, me about Woma, yourself. Paris. Yep. Ah, yes, I am uh, an uh, engineer in uh, mechatronics from uh, Ecole Polytechnique Federale of Switzerland. Okay. And uh, uh, I work in a mechatronics project from a uh, long time from uh, some big company, and uh, especially in the field of uh, aeroplane, uh, aircraft, and uh, renovation of old aircraft. And okay. uh, now I make uh, a project uh, with uh, you for uh, my parents. is a, a lift uh, device that can help uh, the person that have no mobility 
to to lift from the bed uh, and to go to the wheelchair. And uh, okay. normally, this lift is made uh, is used by nursing people, but uh, my device uh, is connected by a touchscreen phone, an hacked phone. In this way, the person that have no mobility can uh, can uh, can move uh, himself from uh, the bed to the wheelchair, and uh, and uh, normally is connected by Bluetooth because it is simple uh, using the the processor uh, at Mega and. and uh, Probably I use a simple hydraulic system to lift the person from the bed. I now I make some the exercise of your academy in the direction of my final project. For example, I use the Atmel to. To, to control uh, uh, hydraulic pump, uh, and uh, uh, I made uh, a copy of a uh, Arduino that uh, uses the same processor and uh, can control uh, a step motor or a brushless motor for pumping uh, uh, hydraulic liquid. Oh, so let me uh, catch up. Sorry, let me catch up. Do you have a page for output devices? I don't see that. Yes. No, the page from output device. Uh, no, because there is a problem of uh, of transfer of uh, my page, and uh, in my home page there is only the final project and uh, the. Eight first uh, assignment. Okay, so yeah, uh, please please do use the break to catch up on your missing pages. But to come back to your project, um, I want to check on why you're using hydraulics. In that, hydraulics can make a lot of force, but it's fairly messy. You need pumps and oils and seals. You can get a lot of energy yeah. density now in high torque DC motors. Um, I want to check yeah. about hydraulics versus DC motors. Yeah, yes, because the the, the hydraulic, I think that the advantage uh, uh, is that uh, hydraulic I can uh, pump low quantity of oil at a high speed, and this way they can multiply the force to to lift uh, a person that uh, can be heavy but uh, uh, i'm um, i'm try different uh, different systems i try with uh, hydraulic with uh, a, a a pump and in the same time i try with uh, a screw uh, and um, and the motor uh, with uh, a low pitch in the way to have a high multiplication of a force right. to lift uh, a person, uh, yes. 
Yeah, and so again, just my suggestion would be you can get the forces with hydraulics, but hydraulic systems are almost always a bit messy. There's always just, it's very hard to prevent some oil around them. The, um, yeah. So I would I would look at DC gearhead motors. You can get quite substantial um, torques with gearhead yeah. DC motors that should be enough to move a person. Yes, I think it is a, a good good suggestion because uh, oils of uh, of uh, of cooking and uh, at the end I have oil anywhere because uh, when you arrive to 10 uh, atmosphere of a pressure uh, uh, is uh, automatically a disaster in the home yeah they just they're almost they must always end up being messy <laughs> and so that's why i would look yeah, at that yeah 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 okay but, uh, so, i have tried with the motor of the dish satellite uh, and uh, I arrive at a good result. Okay, good. I think that's a good direction. Okay, um, just good direction, but catch up on your pages over the break. Yes. Yep. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, anybody else that we missed? Hello, Neil. Yep. I'm Delal from Kuwait. Okay. Tell me about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a graphic designer, and I have been working in the Fab Lab for maybe a year and a half. Um, okay. Uh, my final project would be a playhouse for kids, but I didn't put anything about it yet. Okay, um, it's very important on your final project that your page track your progress. The idea is not you do all the work and then put it online. Make a tracking page so we can follow your work as you progress and as it involves, okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm having problems with time management, so I'm trying to catch up because uh, even, even some of our projects are missing them. But, uh, Sorry, Dalal, can you come closer to the microphone? We can't hear you. Sorry? Come closer to the microphone. We're having trouble hearing you. I'm clear. Um, can you hear me now? No, something's wrong with your audio. It's very low. Okay, one, one minute, just one minute. Okay. Um, while Dalal fixes audio, uh, we had Salman Arabi. Is, is that Hello? Yeah, again, Dalal, we, we can hear you, but it's low. But, but it looks like your site is missing the weekly assignments. You need to, what, have you been doing the work? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing this, but we have some problems with some of the machines, so I'm catching up today. Hopefully, I d I did the the work on my computer, but I didn't do them on the machines yet. I will do them today, inshallah. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean there's a break coming up. It looks like there's a lot of work to catch up on. 
No, no, I'm just missing the CNC and the, the PCBs. I will do them today. I have all the, all the designs, all the designs okay. already. Yeah, no, just, it'll take more than today to do them. It, it, it's great you have the work ready. Um, you won't be able to catch up in a day, but we have two weeks now. And so by the time we rejoin in two weeks, you should be able to catch up. Yeah, yeah. I okay. Will okay, good. So we'll, we'll we'll see all of that then when you catch up. Okay, thank you, Dilal. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay, Teo from Singapore. Singapore. Uh, Christiana from Open Dot. Well, let's do the follow. We're we're down to fifteen minutes, so um, let's just open up to anybody who had any interesting successes or failures to share. Interesting output devices or disasters this week. Who wants to present? Anybody? Global silence. No, nobody did anything interesting this week. This is one of my favorite weeks. Hello, Neil. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hello. This is uh, Pablo Culturi from uh, Open Dot. Yeah. Let's see. Um, my example, I think, is a disaster one. But okay. Um, okay, I would like to maybe have some uh, suggestion from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe ahead. about the final project. Go ahead. So my final project, uh, I was thinking to do a filter for uh, Fab Labs. Um, so uh, the output uh, board should be something that can control uh, the motor of the fan. So no, I was wondering... Sorry, let me catch up. Is yeah. the fil what is the purpose of the filter? Is it for, tell, tell me the purpose of the filter? Yeah, so um, I was thinking about uh, in the FabLabs, filtration is, can be done uh, on different machines, can be on uh, the soldering or on the milling um, machines. So still, still I don't know on which one I will develop uh, uh, my work. Um, okay. My time is not so much because I'm yeah. also working, so. Yeah, making but, your own is yeah. fine, but they're very different. You could target soldering, you could target mm -hmm. a dust collector for milling, you could target the laser cutter. Um, they're each very different though, so it is important you pick one to focus on. Any of those are fine, yeah. but, but they have very different properties. Yes. Yeah. 
So what did you do this week? Um, yes, I tried to do a board uh, which will control the, mot the DC motor of, uh, of the fan, of the impeller. Uh, and uh, yes, I'm... Now, sorry, let me start I, with why are, why yeah. are you using a three, uh, 80 Mega 328? Uh, I follow one suggestion to try to do a Fabduino or Fabkit. But, but um, again, uh, something I keep repeating is you can use the Arduino IDE with any of the processors. And mm -hmm. for what you're trying to do, you don't need the Mega. The Mega is a bigger package with more pins than you need. Um, you can mm -hmm. use one of the smaller processors. Um, yep. Yeah, I just want to underscore original Arduinos use these as a standard processor, but you can use the Arduino IDE with any of the processors. Um, you don't have to use that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, clear. So yes, then I um, I use the Trotec um, laser machine okay. nice. to 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 yes to laser this uh, this board. Yeah. And after that, I was uh, thinking about the the board which will control the motor. Okay. And so Once I studied again, a little bit. Something that uh -huh. came up many times today. Uh, you're drawing here an H-bridge with bipolar transistors. Um, what we have mm -hmm. in the inventory are MOSFETs that have much less dissipation. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's almost, it's a, there's almost no reason to use a bipolar transistor. They, they have a role in very high-power electronics, um, but in, with the bipolar transistor, you're always drawing current and you're dropping power across the diode drop in it that you need to dissipate. With the MOSFET, mm -hmm. the on resistance is very low, and so they're much more efficient. And so, yeah, the... Um, uh, if we go back to... Um, the standard inventory we use in Fab Labs has a section from DigiKey, and the DigiKey section is very carefully curated to, these are the parts, this is a standard set of parts from DigiKey that we rec are recommending in all the Fab Labs in my examples. And so the, for an HBRID, um, Um, this part that costs a dollar contains within it um, the MOSFETs that are very efficient um, and the charge pump for the high side logic. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, that's what's strongly recommended. Yes, after the review with the Fiore Basile, he let me also to use this to use your uh, board, which your example, which is maybe easier to yeah. go. Yeah. All right, so now I'm ready. 
starting everything with the example that is in the archive. Okay. And yes, I hope to, to develop it. Okay. And just, yes. uh, I have a question about the filtration. Go ahead. Yes, question about the, the filter. If, um, do you know anyone um, which did something similar or is interesting in this in the project? Maybe oh, someone which is hearing us, can, maybe can write yeah, um, Oh, I'm trying to remember. There have been a few projects. Um, I, there was one project where somebody did try to make their own dust collector. I don't recall how far that... Does anybody on remember that? Um, there, yeah, there was an attempt at making a dust collector. I don't remember any really successful ones, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, again, I like it as a project, but uh, okay. pick a focus... Yeah, they're they're very different. The the, the soldering mm. one will be easy. The dust collection for machining mm. since it's there is you really need to collect all the dust because it's hazardous. The dust the, for the laser it's all about the multi layer filters. Um, and so there, you know, there's much more to say about mm. how you yeah. do each one of those. Uh, Neil, I was yeah. I was the one. Uh, uh, okay. Said, I, I started thinking about uh, doing a dust uh, dust collector, uh, and then yeah. I gave up on it. It's something else. Um, okay. Yeah. But apparently, with with cyclonic filtering, can can basically filter cigarette smoke out of the air. That's how how clean you can you can you can get it. Um, so almost HEPA HEPA filter quality uh, with uh, cyclonic filtering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, nobody's actually working in a company which is doing. Uh, yeah, nobody's done made good progress on it, which means that okay. it's a good opportunity for you to contribute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you. Okay. Um, anybody else? Ahead. Notable. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, notable successes or failures this week. Who made things move in interesting ways? Who made things explode? It's a, sl a slow day. Nobody made anything interesting move this week? Or sounds or light? Hi Neil. Yeah. Go ahead. Hi Neil. Yeah. Uh, Neil from Singapore. I missed it just now. Uh, Tio. Yeah. Is, is this the right yeah, page? This week, Tio? I, okay. What did you do? Right. Go ahead. For this week, I try out something simple first with the RGB LED. Sorry, Tio. Tio. Remember, there's many languages. You need to speak more slowly. Okay. For this week, I try out RGB LED. Okay. With a common anode. 
trying to bring let it bring with different as you scroll down you can see the schematic okay and the video below yeah and i program it using the fi fat isp okay after the success i try using i try with the LPRA. Good. And using the code that is provided by you to get it running. Okay, that looks like a good project for this week. Uh, what is your final project? Final project, I'm thinking about doing a modular lights where it can interconnect together where you can make a wall of display of lights. Good. That's a nice project. Um, uh, you'll certainly be able to do it. Let's see. Last year, who is it? Somebody, one of the students made a, like a sport sign that was a nice big display. Um, does, does anybody remember who that one was? Um, somebody made a giant, like a sport display sign that was a nice example of making his own large area display. Oh boy, I don't remember who that was. I'll, I'll see if I can find that. But yeah, a big, a big display is a nice project scale. Um, and tell me about yourself. I'm working in a institute, helping out with a lab. But got nothing. But no experience with application. But learning at the moment. Okay. Picking up a few skills here and there. Okay. Good. Okay. Thank you, Tio. That all sounds fine. Uh, we're almost out of time. Any other interesting successes or failures? Uh, hi, Hello? Yeah. Um, did you say text up? Yes. In, and uh, yeah, in, I, want, I want to. Yes. Yeah. I'm Midori. Uh, today I want to talk with, uh, about my final project. Uh, last time I did, did you review my assignment, but now please I want to ask you uh, for some. Uh, biases for my final project. Yeah. Because I was searching and looking for a very uh, CBA page. Uh, how can I uh, how can I make my project? You know. So uh, I want to train you. I want to make a smart a smart but a matrix. Called smart um, to help improving in patients' uh, uh, comfort levels and to reduce the physical effort that not is performed by accommodating patients. Right. So, so um, uh, a nice direction for that project is um, this is a company. Uh, from former students, um, other lab, 
and um, yeah, I saw I saw some information about it. I but I so sorry. Let me talk. So just the idea is you you slow you sew bladders, and then by varying the air pressure, you can vary the shape. Um, and so that's for robots. And then they also spun off a um, uh, see, Layla Heliostat, um, a, 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 an offshoot from that was um, uh, this company, and what they do is they make solar trackers, again, by having bladders that you vary the air pressure and change shape. And so that could be a nice way to make a programmable mattress where you would sew bladders and then you would program varying air pressure. Okay, so I suggest looking at that direction. There isn't a lot of documented material. I would start playing with sew, you know, sewing or folding bladders and get a small air compressor. Um, the, the main suggestion is just to start experimenting. All of the things I just showed you came from experiments that were successful.